0: This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions.
1: Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce in podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let us covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it, we'll package it, we'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it, and uh, you just upload it yourself. we'll Uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in podcasting 101.
0: TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness And wellness, you name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program. Working with special populations
1: around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine County, and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit Crazy. and the microphone. We are where it's at, Brian?
1: Yes, Christine.
0: It's getting crazier. I love it. And crazier. Um, it is now getting into summer at the Jersey Shore, right? And things are opening and not opening, and together and not together, and this COVID stuff is just nuts.
1: It is. It's going to be a while.
0: It's so bizarre.
1: It's going to be a while. So we're open uh give you an update here. We're open for outdoor group training of groups of less than 50. I thought you
0: were going to say dining.
1: No, outdoor, oh. no uh, outdoor dining, if you've got the capacity, you can do that. They were going to in, open up indoor dining this week. And then they were then like, they, they were like you guys yeah, aren't behaving. No, no, thank you. The rest of the world isn't behaving, so they took that away. Did you see the pictures stinks. of
0: the beaches around here, though? No, absolutely. Everyone but, needs to really –
1: my f- distance. A friend of ours was, you know, he was ready. He's got owns a store in the town that I grew up in. He owns a restaurant, and he's like, "Great, well, I can kind of come in, and I can have twenty five percent capacity, but at least I can serve people my mm-hmm. food that I do for like love. Like we work out. That's how he serves food. He loves it. He prepares it. He's a chef, and it's and his it, business. And he ordered a whole bunch of food that now is. Oh no! Yeah, because they were promised to be open. So anyway. Um, and now the gyms. We just as of July second, uh, we're allowed to have indoor one-on-one. Okay. So it's something.
0: It's better than nothing. It's something. We're moving. We're making Gratitude, progress. Gratitude, Conti. Seriously. Oh my goodness. We had a really great conversation today. I by loved the way, it. with Jay Croft, Prime Fit content,
1: from awesome. Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome content. Yeah. Yeah, no, just uh, great. Jay, Jay specializes, and he and he writes content, and he you know provides the stories, and you know and, and spreads the word on uh, on uh, fitness for people over fifty years old.
0: Fifty and fabulous. Yeah, prime. Right. I think it's super important. Um, you know the kind of the job and the message that Jay's delivering because, again, our fitness industry we're going to talk about it today really has focused on younger generations. So, you know, we're, we're marketing to the sexy, we're marketing to the, you know, we even see it on social media today. You know, you see the, the Insta famous trainers in their bikinis and their little outfits.
1: So done with that stuff. And
0: that's really not the the norm. It's not the average. And
1: forget about that. It's not the majority of our population.
0: And 80% of our population doesn't even work out. So, right. So there's that.
1: Yeah, and and uh, and Jay just does a great job of of focusing on that you know specific area, and and his his information is on point, and it's you know. He's, he's spreading the word of you know scientifically backed information. Uh, you know, just the stuff that we love. Mm-hmm. We don't like hearsay. We don't like uh, you know the, the things that are you know just kind of. He's
0: going to say s- fact. Right. This isn't a study. This is fact. Right. We need to start adapting. Adopting that. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that from now on.
1: <laughs> Ring a this bell. This is fact. <laughs> uh, and and you know and it's and it's and there, you know there's there's a lot of people that that are you just want to feel good just the same. Uh, and Mm -hmm. however that may be and it's a huge 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 opportunity for the fitness industry to work with these people with you know with 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 discretionary income you know discretionary income and and are able to and have time right jay points it out these are the people with time and money Mm -hmm. right these are the people that like will fill in the gaps and come to your gym at Two in the afternoon when most people are working, right? This is like – there's a huge opportunity uh, for for the fitness industry if we would just get out of our own way, you know?
0: I do not agree uh, any less – seriously, it's going to be amazing. You're, you need to sit back, rethink about what you're doing. He tells us about communication content community being really super, you know, hyper-focused um, with – clientele that is a little bit older and again if this is your you know if this is your profession you want to make sure that you're not you know just focused on one you know super athlete or a certain there's a lot of popular or there's a lot of you know big demographic out there that is underserved is what he say, said
1: i was just gonna say if, if either, you are if you change. are gonna, if you are gonna focus on one it's a good one to focus on. Right. Uh so uh have a listen. I really think that uh, that you're going to enjoy this one. It's uh, a lot of information and uh, and Jay is just fantastic. What a wealth of uh, of uh information and positivity and uh do stuff uh he's doing stuff that's great for this world and uh we love it. So enjoy everybody. <laughs>
0: Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to fit crazy And the microphone. We are
1: where it's at. Putting a capital C on crazy today for me, Conti.
0: Uh, hey, <laughs> I've got capital C, two capital C's in my name. <laughs> so how about that?
1: I think that was meant to be.
0: Uh, I do. I do. So in this chaos, in this crazy world of crazies, um, we've got another C coming at you today by the name of Jay. Croft. Jay, how
2: are you? I am great. Thank you so much. How are y'all?
0: Uh, crazy as ever.
1: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm great. I am. I am.
0: I if just I, keep yeah, telling that yeah. to myself.
1: You know, I that's a convincing uh, tone that I just had there, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it's just you you're, you're rolling through stuff, you know? It's good.
0: Jay Croft. Yeah. You are the owner, mastermind, prime fit content. What the right. heck is that?
2: Prime fit content is my uh, business that seeks to help fitness professionals grow their business by reaching more people over fifty and engaging those people over fifty to become customers and to or if they already are customers to stay customers and spend more money uh, as you know the the over fifty market is just huge for everything but Regarding fitness, it's a very underserved market. Uh, Thankfully, more and more fitness companies are realizing that there's gold in them, their hills, and they need a little help reaching that powerful, lucrative demographic. So I write articles, basically, and uh, give them to fitness companies so that they have a smarter frame of reference for pursuing the market. Actually, I should I I I need to stop saying that. That's what I said until COVID. I was writing articles that I was providing to fitness businesses, but since everything has gone crazy, I've been expanding my business and I'm doing a lot of strategic work for folks who are just kind of overwhelmed by how everything has happened and what's going to happen next and how they can stay relevant. Um, you know, everyone has so many questions, and a lot of those questions are around communications, and so I'm I'm expanding a bit as uh, I think a lot of people probably are.
1: You have to. That's yeah. uh, And it's topical. So tell us, what are you doing? How are you helping them? What's uh, What are some of the strategies that you're you uh, implementing with people?
2: I think you, the main thing is to keep communicating and to communicate even more than you were doing before. It it surprised me when I first started working in the fitness industry a few years ago that uh, a lot of people are great at communicating and, and understand the importance of it, but many are not. And... They're afraid to send emails because they don't want to be obnoxious, or they think that they don't have time to put material on their website or their blog, or they think Facebook is over, or what have you. And so what I had been preaching was that you need to communicate consistently and regularly with, with concise, compelling, relevant content that will speak to this audience. And since everything has happened, that's even more true. It was interesting to me when the quarantines started, what, in March, right? Gosh, an hour of July. Right. Yeah. Um, a number of fitness professionals asked me if it was somehow unethical to market themselves during this period, if it was inappropriate. And I said, golly, no, why in the world would it be? And, and they were, I'm not sure they meant. Unethical, but that's the word that came out. I think they just meant they were a little uncomfortable trying to make money at a time when everything's just so scary and uncertain. And that led me to realize that I need to have a conversation with people, an ongoing conversation with people who own fitness businesses and who particularly service the slightly older market because Now more than ever, I'm so tired of that. Now more than ever, we're all in this together, all those cliches from commercials. I I shouldn't say that. But it's super important that the the gym owners, the studio owners, the trainers, et cetera, communicate to the older clientele even more than before. Because as you know, a lot of them might be home uh, alone, isolated. A lot of older people are at a higher risk for serious effects from the coronavirus and um and those you know those they need that assurance that personal touch you can kind of just send out a message to everybody who's 25 maybe and say hey we're you know we'll see you on a zoom right you might not be able to be that cavalier about it with people who are a little older uh so i kind of broke it down to three c's how about that more C's. all right good good uh that communications, content, and community. So communications means you've got to be telling people what you're doing all the time. Uh, whether that's you know are you are you open again? Are you closed again? Are your hours shorter longer? If I come into work, if I'm able to come into work out at your gym, what am I going to find, etc. And your communications needs to be. Uh, not only for your clients, but also for your prospects, your employees, your communities, everybody, your vendors, everybody you come in contact with. Then the second C is content. And that's sort of what I began specializing in. I'm doing all these other ones now too. And the content is you've got to keep yourself in front of your audience, even during these times when, Maybe you think it's not a good time to grow. Nobody's going to want to come to the gym. No one's going to want to invest any money, et cetera. You need to be in front of them and you need to maintain relationships. And a great way to do that is through content. And the third C is, that has been particularly relevant during all of this is community. And I find that's what I'm craving more than anything else. I think it's what most people are craving more than anything else. Again, it might be more so for people over 50. We, we need community. We need connection for many people, the studio or the gym fitness center, whatever you want to call it. Those, those businesses provide that sense of community and connection for a lot of people. And you can still have that sense of community and connection without being able to go to the gym it just takes a you know, some different tactics as far as maintaining that feeling of letting people know that you care about them and that their friends are still there and you know, those kinds of things that will will see us I hope, see businesses through this.
1: I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean that, that community aspect is a very, very important and often overlooked aspect of health. Just general mm-hmm. health. Um, you know, having that connection, having somebody to talk to, having you know just the conversation and and and, and all those things, and, and, and really all of these things is is there are ways to continue to provide value? Um, prior to this, we had value. You come to the class, you come to the gym, you come for a session, and you can provide them with value. Now that you're they're away from you, how do you continue to you know to give to be valuable to them and and uh. You know, and in, 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 in a way, you know, be worthy of them continuing to pay you um, throughout all of these things. Uh, that was a, a big, um, you know, issue for many, many, many gym owners of small businesses that, you know, we can't afford to run on the bank, so to speak, with people pulling out of uh, for memberships and, and, you know, just sessions and all those things. So you're right. Um, you know, it's, it's a great, the three C's are on target.
2: <laughs> well, they're they're, pre- it's, they're pretty creative of me to, it's pretty creative of me to think of them like that uh, that was ironic um, yeah yeah people want that sense from you you know th- this is a time and has been really since since March since all this happened for gym owners to be more than just gym owners they can really become leaders of the communities that they started I work mostly with independent gyms. I do some some that are franchises of the corporate names, but most of my work is with, with mom and pops. And those folks take very seriously the sense of community that they created in their brick and mortar, the way they imbued their values and their personality into the culture of their business. So I tell them that, You work too hard on all of that and it's so meaningful. You can't let it disappear in all of this. You, if you're, you know, some gyms are open now. Uh, Of course, right now that's getting rolled back in a lot of states. So it's, 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 we still don't have any kind of consensus on whether you're back at the gym, back in business or whether you're still online. But my point is that if you're only online, you can still do a lot to maintain the culture, the values, the community with, with your folks.
0: So Jay, let's talk a little bit about what you said earlier. You are fitness over 50, correct? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to, i be honest. I, when I got into the fitness industry, I was always, you know, and I was a, big-time athlete and it was you just destroy yourself and you crawl out of the gym and that's what a workout is and you know there's programs out there still today shall they remain nameless that still do that to people and I know that it took you know it took a long time and some growing up and maturing and some sicknesses to realize that's not the end-all be-all And that, you know, we want to, you know, live long lives where we're moving and mobile and the whole, you know, the buzzwords of longevity and functionality. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what was it? I think, you know, what was it, 25 or 30% of our population in the next 10 years are going to be like 60 or older. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you now are focusing here. Why is it that fitness professionals we're missing that whole like baby boomer, that senior population. Is it because they tend to be younger or what was, what do you think that it is?
2: It's a long story. <laughs> I think, um, when, you, and I'll try to, to not get into the weeds too much, please, you know, throw a glass of water in my face. We
0: <laughs> get the hook. Never Jay, the hook. The, hook,
2: the hook. Well, You know, there are a number of hooks. Uh, the way we live now as a culture, and I'm going to say all of this predating Corona, um, the way Americans live now, and it's also true in English speaking countries, Canada and and Europe and Australia, New Zealand, even um, people are living longer, right? They're staying healthy longer. We're retiring earlier. And it used to be that when you, you, know, you worked somewhere until you were 65 or 70 years old and you retired, and if you were lucky, you moved to a condo in Florida and you died in a few years. I don't mean to be glib, but that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that was the idea, right? That your life was pretty much over when you were a certain age, and we can say it's 60 or 70 or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's just not true anymore. Because we live longer, medication is better, you know uh, exercise is a part of the culture has been since the 70s it really in w- 80s it really wasn't before then uh, you know people are just healthier stronger and they want to enjoy their lives longer we want to maintain our autonomy our independence we want to avoid falling we want to avoid dementia we want to m- remain ourselves because we anticipate that we're going to live longer and because the whole culture has just shifted and you combine the demographics and the economics behind that with this idea that in the 70s, jogging became a thing. And in the 80s, we had Jane Fonda's workout and the proliferation of Nautilus clubs in strip malls and uh, you know the, the phenomenon of everybody working out. Well, that was me. You know, I was a kid in the '70s and in my 20s in the '80s. So fitness is now a part; has always been a part of my life. It never was a part of my father's life. It was certainly never a part of his father's life. And I guess I'm, I'm speaking about me and my father and grandfather as being very typical examples of our generation. Everyone I know grew up with the idea that you could go to the gym and be fit and maintain your weight and have muscles and all that. No one did before you know before much before 1980 or so so that's the generation that we're talking about we've always been more active we've always been more healthy and that's not just about the gym can also be about golfing and tennis and jogging and all these other things so that's for people who are active the other thing is for people who maybe haven't been active but let's say and again i'm going to speak in broad generalities here so forgive me but Maybe you're now 65 years old, you worked for the last 40 years, you raised your children, you paid off the mortgage, now the kids are gone, they're they're starting to have kids of their own, you're not working anymore, you have time and money on your hands, but you can't get down on the floor to play with the grandbaby. Or you used to like to golf and you sure would like to take it up again, but you get winded going to check the mail.
1: Mm.
2: And you decide that this is, no long, this is not how you intend to spend your retirement. Even if you never went to a gym when you were young, because who wants muscles? I don't care about that. <laughs> you realize now that you need to be strong and have endurance and flexibility just to keep enjoying the things that you like to do, whatever they are, whether you're athletic or not, whether you're physically active, or you just want to maintain functional fitness to bring in the groceries and and water yard and those kinds of things. So it's a, it's a, it's a really complex and fascinating story of the last generation or two that's evolved along with, with everything else that gets us to this point. What has lagged in all of that is the fitness industry, which is still youth obsessed. You look at all the marketing, it's all about being young and sexy and, Fitness as a way to be young and sexy. It's not about anything. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> of, you think the whole point of being fit is so you can be sexy? It's like, well, you know, maybe that's a nice byproduct, <laughs> but is that the main goal? I don't know. And it's it's geared toward that market to the industry's own detriment because twenty-five-year-old boys who want muscles and six packs are not customers of the caliber of a 60-year-old woman who wants to be able to keep playing tennis and not get diabetes because that woman has time, that woman has money, that woman has powerful motivation and she will be a loyal consumer at the gym, at the studio, with the trainer, whatever, compared to that young, the younger people who, you know, they can just go in and do whatever they want. (laughs) They don't really need to have a, a loyal service provider uh, and you know they can lose ten pounds in a month just by not drinking so much beer. You know what I mean yeah. <laughs> the, the motivation for older people is much more interesting and much more relevant, and you just can 't get around the fact they have the time and money they really do, so the industry has not been responsive to that over the last twenty years or so they 're starting to get there a little bit more and i 'm hoping to you know i 'm hoping that i 'm at the forefront of that a little bit, um, is, that, is that just
1: ego and arrogance? I mean, I mean, you did say it's sexy and, and all those things and that the way that they market. But is that, I mean, is that why are they all so off base?
2: Well, yeah, you know, I talk you talk to a young trainer and say, hey, who do you who's your ideal client? And it's surprising how often they'll say elite athletes. I want to train elite athletes. Yeah. It's like, well, do you really think an elite athlete needs you? I'm, you know, I'm thinking. Uh, if you're on the Atlanta Falcons, you've got your training covered. You know what I mean? Elite athletes have their own thing. They probably don't need someone who's just getting started as a trainer.
0: Sure. I call myself the Ellis Island trainer. <laughs> Give me, me you're sick, you're yeah, broken, your sick, your broken, huddled masses. You're right, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, that's the that's where those true breakthroughs come through. The improvement, right? the improvement, and the. And maybe again, maybe I'm selfish as a, you know, as someone who works with people, but I mean, it's almost as if someone comes to you and you analyze them and you have to figure out, it's, it's like a mystery. It really is like putting pieces together, a puzzle. All right. Your ankle, this, your shoulder, this, all right, that exercise won't work here. It kind of does this. And it's almost like a challenge. Like I consider it a challenge of like, all right, well. Running, you're not going to be running now, or you're not going to do this, but let's get the same physiological responses by doing this. And I I like geek out on this stuff because, you know, you could be older and, and I know when, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't understand it, I guess, you know, maybe with age or I don't know, I don't want to put people in categories, but it really is fascinating that there's so much to be offered and so much you know, for people that are older to learn to live more quality lives that they just don't even know that it's Mm -hmm. there, know the resources. So what, um, how, so again, how have you, why is this your like main thing?
2: Oh, well, because, oh gosh, a lot of reasons. I'll, again, you're asking me questions that, that have only long answers, and I apologize. And that's exactly that, why you're here. Do here. <laughs> okay, good. But what you know, one thing before we move on, I, I think what we were kind of not pinpointing exactly is about why the industry it, has not been responsive to this. Is there are persistent myths about older people? Um, you know that. I take great joy in putting a pin in whenever I can. And these myths are things like old people uh, are are infirm. They're unable to move. They don't want to have fun. They don't want to get out of the house. They don't want to learn new things. This just isn't true. There's tons of marketing research. Believe me, I looked at it. (laughs) There's tons of marketing research that says, Plenty of people later in life still want to learn new things, still want to enjoy life, still want to spend money, still want to try new things. So the idea that older people are not interested or able is wrong uh, and the idea that um, that they just have checked out of society, that might have been true way back when. I don't know. I don't know where these myths come from. Right. But this leads into why I got into it. I'm fifty-six and all those things that I just said and more, we know we all know the myths about older people, the cliches, the stereotypes. Well, now that I'm kind of inching my way into that range, they don't apply to me. I'm not that. Right. You know, I'm not and no one I know is. None of my friends. I have three older sisters, they're married, they're not like that. None of the people we grew up with, most of the people who I spend time with, are very active, energetic, engaged people. That doesn't mean they have perfect six-pack abs and can bench press their body weight. It means that they want to stay fit to enjoy the things that they enjoy doing. And if it means going to the gym to do it, then they will. So how I got into it is um, a few years ago, I... I was at this point in my career when I was just really looking for something new. I I had been raised as a newspaper reporter. I spent about 20 years at daily newspapers across the country and had a nice career in that and loved it very passionately. And that ended when the uh, Internet and smartphones came along. That dealt a really fatal blow to a lot of newspapers and journalism careers, including mine kind of stumbled into corporate communications and did that for a while and was really bored, uh, by, you know, sitting in a cubicle from nine to five and, and writing about corporate initiatives and all of that. And finally in my early fifties, a few years ago, I was at the gym on this elliptical thinking about all of this. I thought I'm going to write about what I want to write about. I didn't, you know, when I started my career, all those years ago when I was young, it was because I believed in something and I, and I had a skill that I thought could make a valuable contribution to improving people's lives. So what does that for me now? What do I care about? What am I interested in? And I came up with three topics and fitness was one of them. And I noticed there were some fitness publications at the gym and I kind of scanned them. And all the images were of young people. And all the articles were about things that were would not interest anyone over 40. And um, all, the, all the coupons and pricing and advertising was about saving money. And I thought, that's just not me. I've been coming to the gym my whole life. Why aren't they talking to me anymore? Why don't they want my money anymore? <laughs> now that I finally have some, they don't want it. Right. And all of that kind of led to this sense that there was a need in the marketplace to address. I guess I want to say people like me, but then I that it didn't stay that for long because it's is really about people a little bit older than I am and more. Um, and I did my research and looked into it and found that indeed this market is underserved; that no one was was helping gyms and studios and trainers market to this demographic. So even if say a studio owner wanted older people in her community to come in, she wouldn't know how to speak to them. Uh, She wouldn't know how to shape her business to appeal to them and satisfy them and give them results. And so I just saw that as a way that I could write about things that I care about and help people live better lives. That sounds like I'm some great, you know, uh, humanitarian or something. That's not the case at all. I charge money for what I do, and this is my business, and, and I have no qualms about that. But that's how I I got into this, and the more I looked into it, it's just, it's just, you know, the saying about the onion the more you the more layers you peel, the more interesting it gets. It's just it, it engages my um, Passion as a reporter and as a storyteller because it's so rich. You've got generational stories and national economic issues, and then you've got just these really rich, fascinating, interesting personal stories of people trying to live their best lives, who are looking the, the calendar in the a, in the eye and saying, "Yeah, so what? What you got? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not done yet. You can you can keep waiting." And there's money to be made in that, and I can help people make money in that, and and that's been a really, uh, it continues to be a really rewarding process to figure that out. You,
1: You know, you would, you would, the way that you explain it almost it makes, you know, it's 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 not a niche. You know, you could say it's oh, no. a niche. It's no, no, a niche. No. It's a gigantic slice of, yeah. of, of, the population. Uh, you know, so there's, of course there's money to be made. And of course that there's stories. And this is, you know, it's just, there's everything is just compounded because of the numbers, uh, the, of the population.
2: Yeah. There are hundred million Americans over age 50. Right. And I think there are something like 80 million baby boomers, which is a subset of people over 50. The baby boomer generation is the greatest economic force in the history of the planet. So we're talking about millions and millions of people. There, there's no one. You're right. It's not a niche. There's not one, uh, you know, way to just lump them all together. So that's what makes it really a great opportunity for fitness businesses and entrepreneurs, because you can kind of pick and choose. You could niche down as far as you want, I know gyms whose sole purpose is to help men over 50 with their golf game. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh, they why love why? that.
2: Right? Because if I'm if I'm 60, 65 years old and my big part of my identity and enjoyment in life comes from golf and suddenly I can't hit it as far as I want to, well, will I spend money to to some guy at the gym to help me? Hit the ball farther? You bet I will. <laughs> like all of the money. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll give right. you all
1: my money if you can help me hit it farther. Uh, I,
2: I found seven, seven categories of motivators for, for people who want to uh, get fit or stay fit. And this, inclu- this, this covers both that large group of people who've always been active and the unfortunately much larger group of people who have never been active. And, and there are about seven key motivators that get them to to the gym, and that's one of them to be able to, to maintain their enjoyment and performance level of sports and hobbies. And then others are, are as prosaic or, or you know um, every day as literally playing with the grandkids. You know you think about it how how heartbreaking would it be if your grandchildren didn't want to come visit you because you're boring. Because you can't get off the couch and play with them, right? And a lot of people refuse to let that happen to them, and realize that the way to do it is to go to go to the gym or the studio and hire a trainer.
1: I'm I'm seeing that honestly. I see that I'm 45. Yeah, I see that with guys my age who just want you know I want to be able to have a catch with my kids or you know or, or and and you know just be able to participate. A little, you know, more than they were in the past. It's um, mm-hmm. or or see it waning and and have to you know right the ship so to speak to to kind of um, stay in the game and and that's I mean it it, it starts way sooner than fifty for sure right. and uh, you know some guys don't even make it to forty five so there's that too
2: mm-hmm. that's right and that you know interestingly enough that's another opportunity for fitness professionals. It does start before 50, and there's nothing smart there's nothing perfect about 50. I just right. think that is my demarcation point. You could Good say line in the back. sand.: Yeah, it, it, it's kind of arbitrary, but that's about when you start retiring and about when you start having grandchildren, and your body starts to give you problems but, um, or the, the problems become visible, I guess, because it does start earlier, and I have a, a client who who her line in the sand is 40. Because she says, you know, if I can get them in there at 40, the rest of their lives will be easier instead of waiting till they're 50. That's right. And that's true. But when you're 40, you're still maybe you're probably still working and you're probably still raising children. So that that's kind of why I didn't go there, because I wanted to limit my focus to to those people who have the, the common lifestyle experiences of, well, what do we do now? We had our job life. We had our child children's lives. What do we do now? Yeah. Right?
0: So, Jay, I have a question for you. There yeah. is – we are – we're located at the Jersey Shore. Our – I think it's our mile per, I don't know, population of people that are 65 and older mm. is the most concentrated population on the East Coast, and that also goes for Florida.
1: Includes Florida? Ooh. Includes Florida. Good to know. Because
0: – Um, I've heard this statistic over and over again, because we have a very large concentration of over 55 communities in our area Mm -hmm. and like everywhere. And I mean, it's a beautiful area, but our, you know, my question, I guess to you that we, you know, we come across a lot of trainers that, you know, how do you break into that? Not, you know, break into that community, break into that demographic where people will trust you is mm-hmm. huge because, again, we, you know, we speak to people around the world and, um, you know, we talk with the, you know, medical fitness communities, things like that, where people just don't trust trainers because you've got, you know, maybe they, you know, have heard about physical therapy or done that. I mean, you've got degrees, you've got 10 years of schooling. And then this person takes a, you know, two hour or online course. And now they're a personal trainer. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, You know, I work with a lot of older clientele, but also there's a lot of education on top of just a regular, um, you know, personal training certification that I've Mm -hmm. gone through. And we talk about, you know, people should be interviewing trainers as well to see if you're a fit to, you know, meet with people. Do they know about injuries? How have you seen that? I know that that's a challenge, um, Mm -hmm. to get them to understand, listen, you need to be fit. You need to take your health into your own hands. Any, mm-hmm. any ideas with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I chose to do content because I believe that content is a great way to inform people in this demographic about what healthy living is at this stage in life and about what the gym is and what it's not. And, You know, maybe the last time they went to a gym was 1964 and everyone they saw was big and pumped and the place was dangerous and scary. I don't know. Let's just say that's the case for somebody. Well, that's not like that anymore. You know, it's much more nuanced and sophisticated and pleasant than that. And but they might not know that or they might think that the only reason you would go to the gym is to get big muscles and they don't want to have big muscles. So why would I go to the gym? Well, you can show them. You know, they might not realize that physical fitness, including strength training, is crucial to maintaining not only their health, but their blood pressure, their bone density, their weight, prevents all sorts of chronic illnesses, as you all know better than I do. So by educating them with engaging rich material, that's one way to get them to see that they need to to come in and and have your services and then another component of that is to become certified or have some specialized training in how to train older people because you know myths aside it's just simply true that you know by the time you're 50 or 60 years old you've probably had some issues maybe you you know, have had a little arthritis or joint pain, or maybe you've had a hip replacement, or maybe your doctor's told you that you're pre-diabetic, or maybe you're scared of following in your mother's footsteps and falling. And, you know, we know what a nightmare that is. So our bodies are different and our needs are different. And therefore the people we pay to help us with our fitness and health should have some specialized awareness or training in that. There's an organization that helps with this greatly called the Functional Aging Institute. They're based in Indianapolis. They have certifications and training to teach trainers how to deal with these kinds of um, needs. There are other organizations that try to mend, meld the uh, relationships of the medical community and the fitness industry. you you know, you guys know about that, The that, that that, that's such a powerful trend that I hope continues to grow. I think it will. There's a, an entrepreneur here in Atlanta in one of the suburbs that um, has had a gym here for 25 years or so, and he's recently, oh, it was about a year ago, um, started a franchise system for other people across the country to replicate his gym's models, but focused on this demographic. Because he he sees the great opportunity, so it's starting to happen, and we are seeing it. So if if you're uh, in the business, there are things you can do to reach out to the people in your community who are uh, who, you know in this demographic, and there are things you can do to make your gym more appealing to them. Like turn down the super loud hip hop or classic <laughs> rock, you know, just turn it down a little bit. Have some more small group training because that's very popular with this demographic um and just you know slow your roll a bit right you can't just you can't tell a 60 year old guy off the street to just squat more that's not going to be effective
0: who's on beta so.
2: blockers yeah. <laughs> Pardon? yeah who's also yeah.
0: on beta blockers and had a hip replacement
2: that's right <laughs> so there's a lot you can do and i'm you know we can sort of why i'm um what I'm talking about all the time is what you need to do to actually be able to serve them and also to let them know that you're able to serve them. That's, that's, a, that's two parts of the same same goal. You can't just be able to train older people. You have to also want, be able to let them know that you're there and that you want them. And part of the way you do that is by your, is through your marketing and the imagery that you put forth and not just the imagery, but the, you know, the text is, and the copy as well. If I look at a website and, and, and loud hip hop or, or, you know, heavy metal comes on and the pictures are all of 25 year old, you know, muscle heads. Well, then I know that's not for me. If I look at a gym and it's got a bunch of children running around and, you know, before a swimming lesson, I know that's not for me. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. It's just, You have to be aware of what you're putting forth. So, if you want people to respond to you, you have to promote yourself as wanting them.
0: I love that. I love this idea, and I love this talk because Mm -hmm. people don't realize. And I know I'm generalizing again, but you don't realize that you know if you're in a certain area and you're trying to serve a certain population. You need to make sure that that population is represented mm-hmm. in your marketing. I'm only stopping, Jay, only because I want our listeners to really take this, you know, that's right, n- kernel and um, really yeah. understand how important this is. And I always use myself as an example. You will never see me taking a selfie in a bathing suit <laughs> on social media. Mm. And it, it's not because I'm. Hey, yes, let's do it's because that is not the demographic and that is not the message that I want to send to people. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important for, you know, people out there to understand the messages that you send, not just like you're saying for your business marketing, Jay, but as a personal trainer, people Mm -hmm. look at your social media and they'll look at, you know, they could Google your name. What pops up? Right. Right. All of it, I think, is a is part of this of Mm -hmm. who who do you stand for? Um, What do you you know, who do you want to help and why? And I think that's part of, you know, part of what you're saying, I think, is just very important to to reiterate.
2: Absolutely. A lot of younger trainers just want to be a part of the culture and make a living at it and be around other young folks with super fit bodies. And, yeah, that's cool. Good for them. I have no complaint about any of that. But. The veteran trainers are they've been around longer they have more richness to bring to the table they have more compassion they probably have more emotional intelligence and they have a, a you know more tools in their kit um, again generalizing I'm sure there are many 25 year olds who are great trainers of older people but you know we're talking about in, in, in broad groups here sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now let's uh, let's get some boots on the ground here. Um, you brought yeah, up uh, uh, small group training, right? Yeah. As as something that you know is is definitely something that works best. Obviously, the client's needs are going to drive the ship somewhat. Mm. Um, but what is it that you're seeing? What are some of the trends? What are some what works? What doesn't work? Um, you know, one on ones are sometimes best. The small group stuff. What what works?
2: Yeah. Uh, well again i guess we should talk about all this as if covid isn't happening because <laughs> right. everything is just too too up in the air with all of that but yeah the small groups and the one-on-ones are great for this demographic what's not great is the the large groups where you're just kind of thrown into a room and uh, you know the music comes on and and you've got to keep up with a bunch of 25 year olds um because you know that's not enjoyable and it's a little overwhelming and and it's not gonna it doesn't give the um instructor an opportunity to offer some modifications or some some uh coaching along the way so if you get into which is and all this is great for the business of course because you charge more for small group and for for one on ones right. right so that's really that's really good to to do um you know, I, my gym where I go, I see some married couples in their fifties and sixties and seventies go together. It's a great way, great thing for couples to do together. You know, at that point in life, if they if they want to, of course. I'm sure some <laughs> Christine
1: of them, just and made a face. Not be together for a
2: couple hours.
0: I always ask my husband, and he's like, "I don't want to work
2: out with you." I'm like,
0: yeah. "All right, so there's that." Uh. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, and then you know, I think the the idea of functional fitness is really a good sellable point to the masses because you've got that smaller group who are fit and know their way around the gym and and are athletic and are secure in their bodies. And maybe they just need someone to help them or to motivate them or hold them accountable or the other things that a trainer provides. But that bigger group who doesn't really give a damn about the gym and isn't really interested in being fit for the sake of being fit, they just want to be able to maintain their autonomy and their health. And these other things that we were talking about, you know, that functional fitness is really marketable and, and super helpful and a great way to reach this demographic. Um, You know, my mother, for instance, is 83 years old. And she's recently had some struggles, you know, with life, her husband passed away and she's, you know, she fell once or twice and, so we're getting her back into that idea of, of fitness. And she had been fit earlier. She was never an athlete. She was never an avid gym goer. But, you know, she was a pretty active lady. And we're doing this not because we want her to, you know, look like she's 25 again. We're doing this because I want her to be able to carry a bag of groceries. Right. And, I, and she loves to garden. Well, gardening is hard work. If you think gardening is <laughs> not a workout. I challenge you to go pull up some weeds. It's really hard work. She loves to garden, so she needs that help, you know, of a trainer. So those, that kind of approach and that kind of training is, is super valuable. Uh, where you you make it more about the activities of everyday life and staying strong and, and having some stamina to enjoy yourself. Can you? Those dis- are,
1: can you dispel any of the myths perhaps about not using weight doing weight bearing exercises or anything like that as far as bone density and um, you know are, are weights uh, out uh, completely out of the question or is it uh, something oh, that can no, be used weightlifting yeah, is, yeah, absolutely
2: weightlifting good the is is you know is not only not out of the question it's absolutely essential
1: to, I knew the I knew the answer to that. I just wanted to hear you say it.
2: Oh well, you know it better than I do. In fact, I almost said, "Well, you talked about it. You right. know this more than I do. You're you're experts. I'm just some writer." But, you know the yeah yeah resistance training is a more palatable phrase, perhaps for some people than weightlifting, because you know for people who are of the next generation beyond me, weightlifting means Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and Another myth about weightlifting is that, particularly for women, if they touch so much as touch a barbell, they will get bulky muscles. Right. Of course, you know that's not true. But it is a myth that that cannot be addressed often enough. Um, now I've lost my train of thought.
0: I don't know, but I used to tell the women, I'm like, you really think that – that pedaling this bike is going to give you big legs. I'm like, <laughs> oh what it, it's about what you eat ladies yeah. like that. I pedaling 3 billion times around a, you know, like cycling is not, is this is endurance. So, yeah. but it's, yeah. yeah, these myths that, oh, well I'm going to no it. It's food. It's, it's exercise. It's, you know, what are you putting in your body? Are you moving? And, um, yeah. I, I just think it's so important. I, I'm very much a huge advocate, so is Brian, about, you know, the longevity and really getting into, you know, being active. Being active and exercise does not have to be, Brian always says, like a death sentence. This is something instead of working out, I always tell people, you know, I don't want you to consider it working out. You're working in. How are you working in some positive movement? And, you know, listen, you, you just want to be able to bend down. I'll work yeah. with you if you just want to bend down. You yeah. know, it, there's someone this week. I was on a Zoom call. He's in a hospital bed, and you know, doing kind of like you know this facial fitness stuff, and and the guy's smiling. And guess yeah. what? He can't do other things, but there's always a way to infuse and that's that right. mental health aspect, and that's whether right. it's Zoom or whether it's in person, that's quality of life right there, it's and that's all about
2: quality you know. Of life. That's right. And and weightlifting, resistance training is good for your mental health. It's good for your memory. It helps you sleep better. It helps you manage stress. It's good for bone density. It keeps you strong because we lose muscle mass as we age at a pretty sharp rate. You know, it's kind of frightening, really. Um, And if you don't do some resistance training, you lose your muscle. What does that mean? It means that when you stumble, as we all do, you don't have the muscle strength to right yourself leading to the fall. And then you haven't been lift you haven't been engaging in resistance training. So your bones are weaker. So maybe you break something. It's just right there. You look at the, the research I don't even know if research is the right way. I, you don't have to, the research has been done. Research mm-hmm. makes it sound like we're still learning this. Right. It's settled fact. It's simply true. Resistance training makes you stronger. Resistance training prevents you from falling resistance training keeps you mentally sharp resistance training helps you sleep and manage stress and manage your weight on and on and on
0: are people scared Do you think that people that are that are older are scared to do some of this stuff or even to start
2: yes absolutely some people are scared because they're they've been told that they'll hurt themselves although they'll break their arm or um you know they they have arthritis or what have you. You know, they've been told that they can't do things because they're 65 or 80 years old or what have you. That's one of the joys of my, my job right now is presenting all these countless examples of people who prove that that's complete BS. Now, again, we're talking generalities. There right. are some people who have serious issues. That's, Of course there are. But, you know, by and large, you are never too old to do this. You're never too old to move your damn body. You might be too old or not interested in going to the gym three times a week, but you are never too old to exercise, to move your body, and you're never too old to gain the health benefits of it. Again, this is not my opinion. This is scientific fact. It's been proven over and over. So are people afraid of it? Yes, of course. And some people are just you know, still operating in that mindset of, I worked for 40 years, and now I'm going to sit in my Barco lounger and watch TV. Yeah. How do you reach them? I don't know. The fitness industry struggles with how to engage most people of any age to participate in any activity. So it's it's, it's not any – there are additional reasons for the older market, but there are still all the other reasons that everybody has. You know, we're maybe I just don't want to. I'm lazy. I don't like that place, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Oh, I hate excuses. <laughs> oh, it's oh, my so, skin yeah. crawl. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, there's.
0: I don't care if you don't want to do it. You know what? It's like you, mom.
1: You, you, you I don't care.
0: It. You're gonna do it. You're gonna eat your vegetables, and that's the way it's gonna <laughs> that's be. That's right. And it's it's crazy that it's not just a not a part of. But someone's you know what? Dead.
1: I I do see the people. The people ah. that want it get it though. You know, the right. people that want it are the ones that you're seeing all the time. And my you know my gym has. Specific small groups, and um, and there's even a gym locally here, a Wings. I don't know if you are familiar with that chain. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, in over 50. My mom is 75. She's still teaching a few yoga classes every week. Really? Yeah, oh amazing. my mom is 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 a great story. She's got scoliosis her whole life, and she's uh, and she's still active and and uh, you know talk about gardening and yoga wow. and all this stuff. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah it's uh she's she's uh she's a serious woman. Um, she's a very hip chick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and even, and even so like, you know, Christine and I are endurance athletes. So, you know, the runners that I hang with, they are the guys and, and a lot of them will fit, you know, those certain, um, you know, have those certain stories. Some of them never stopped. They've been running since they were in high mm-hmm. school and now they're in their sixties and, you know, and they're still cranking out miles and running marathons and staying healthy and fit. Uh, others will have had that, big gap where they stopped in high school and they had their careers and they had their families and all those things. And then they get back into it thirties, forties later on. Uh, and, and they're, you know, now some of them, that, that's almost my story. You know, I didn't start running again until I was 32. So like, you know, I would say I got young legs, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, so like those stories and everything that you're, that you're talking about. Um, the And, and I, I guess the main point is that the people that want it and the people that know about it, they get, they, they do it. And then mm-hmm. they're the people that kind of start doing it, and then they feel better, and they want more. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 pretty infectious feeling good. Uh, so, you know, once yeah. you start feeling a little bit better, they you know, you want to kind of do things with it. And like you, you know, tell the world about it. Um, you know, spread yeah. your love and passion. Say, hey, guys, you got to do this. It's great.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. It feels good. It just feels good. No one ever works out and says, "Oh, that sucked." You work out and say, "Oh, I feel so good now." The,
1: the teenagers say that. Mm-hmm. That sucked. That workout sucked. Yeah. I said, I "Never had." You know, but those I have those cl- those kids in classes too. You know, yeah, and they're yeah. the ones that fancy themselves the athlete. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. uh
2: Well, you know, whatever. Hey, I want to say one thing before I forget that you mentioned earlier. Um, and something you just said made me think about it and that is the role of the, the doctors in all of this mm-hmm. you know and not just doctors but others in the healthcare professions um, in previous generations again it might have you know the, the conventional wisdom might have been well Mrs. Smith, you know you, you're past menopause you better sit down and never do anything because you're not producing, these hormones and you could have osteoporosis and your mother had this. And so you better just sit still and not do anything. Right. If old oh. people hear that or not even old people, mature people hear that, then that's not the right message. You and I both, we all know that that's not so simple, but it is too often the message that older people hear from their doctors and, and people want to follow the advice of their doctors Were trained to do that and and i don't know what the solution is because i'm not going to tell someone to ignore the advice of their doctor right but you know it just isn't that simple well let me let me tell you this jay we
1: we had for our other podcast, we do a podcast for the medfit network um and yeah and we had the Acting president of the National Osteoporosis Foundation as mm-hmm. a guest, and she could not uh, scream loud enough about the, you know, the the, um, the benefits of. St- strength training and resistance training and all these things. So the doctors, the good doctors are getting it, uh, you know, and, and you're right. You don't want to, you don't want to tell everyone that they're wrong, but, but it's science myths, and a lot s- of there's science and there's experts and there's people that you can go to that, that will tell you the truth. Uh, you know, science backed. Wait, but m- we also, reality.
0: there's also people who just want to make excuses of like, there I just, go. I shouldn't. Yeah. My doctor said to yeah. just take it easy. No, no. What? Dr- who are you talking to? Um, I have I have a doctor actually I have arthritis, and he told me, Christine, the second you stop moving, it is all over. Yep. and that was the best advice I'd ever gotten. That was nine years yep. ago, and it, it's true. The second yep. you stop moving, it's almost like you give up. You give up on life. You give up on yourself. And that's nope, not happening. Not not under my watch. It's not happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've felt it just during the restrictions of the last few months, you know, not being able to exercise when and how I want to, you know, it means I'm not moving as much as I like to, and it just feels bad. I don't like it. And, and I could see how this could just, you know, this could, I'm not going to let it become a problem, but I see how it does for people because the more you sit on your ass, the more you want to sit on your ass, Yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: So Jay, before we wrap up today, will yeah. you go ahead and tell our listeners around the world where they could find out more information about you or contact?
2: Yeah, go. Sure. sure. My website is primefitcontent.com. That's prime, like we're in the prime of our lives. Fit content, because I provide content. So primefitcontent.com. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group that's free and um, closed, so it's just for fitness professionals. It's called Prime Fit Pros. P R O S. I'm on Instagram, and my emails are all over the place. You can contact me that way. I'd love to to hear from you. What your challenges are, what your successes are, what's going on in the world for you with, with serving this population, or with trying to stay fit if you're in in the population. And um, yeah, check me check me out. Absolutely, see what I, what
1: got going. please do take a look at these pages. The Prime Fit Pros uh, in particular. I've, I'm a member of, of your page there. Uh, fascinating stuff and just tons like you know content content content. There's a lot of value to uh, circle back to what we discussed hey Brian, earlier. You know it's going to be great. What's that?
0: When um when the Prime Fit Content Podcast comes out in the future,
2: <laughs> that I'm out there. It. I'm working <laughs> on. It. I want to do it so bad, and I will. Just, yeah. Just pandemic threw threw me yep. out of schedule
1: that's right i It'll- just
2: i
0: like to throw things in the universe jay that's me i throw things in the universe because the universe somehow has a way of connecting things and uh making it extremely beneficial to people and their businesses so i'm excited I listeners i know no pressure
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: thank you. oh my goodness so thank you so much jay this was an awesome conversation and Keep doing amazing things because um, there needs to be more information out there for people to stay healthy and live better lives. And you know we're all in this together.
2: That's right. Here, here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Beautiful. Great.
1: Thank you, Jay.
0: All right. So with that said, everybody, my name is Christine Conti,
1: and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two
0: fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at.
2: Peace.